بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين على اله وصحبه اجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته Back again to discuss the case of monotheism or Tawheed. Every verse, we remember, we remind ourselves, we remind our brothers about the importance of Tawheed or monotheism. And that every messenger of Allah he sent to human beings, they taught their nations to worship Allah and worship Him alone. And every messenger warned his people, his nation, from the case of polytheism, associating someone with Allah Taala. And Tawheed and Shirk, that monotheism and polytheism are opposites. You cannot or nobody can يعني, combine them together. So you cannot find a person who is a monotheist and he is also in the same time a polytheist. It's impossible. It cannot be. So in this case, in order to know the correct thing, sometimes you need to know the wrong thing so you will know it. So you will know the correct thing. That's done by one of the fantastic Sahaba. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman radiyallahu anhuma because he and his father both of them were sahaba Hudayfa said people used to come to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to ask him about the good things to do what salah, how to do salah, how to do this, how to do that but I used to come, he's speaking about himself he said I used to come to Rasulullah sallallahu to ask him about the bad things so he will be safe from falling into it. He used to ask him about things which is, could lead him out of Islam. About things that would happen, what he is supposed to do when they happen. So in this case we understand, since Muhammad وسلم, did not tell him to refrain from doing this, that a Muslim also should ask, about the wrong things to avoid them. One of the worst things that a Muslim should really know about, so he will avoid it, is the case of polytheism. A very dangerous case, the result of it is so dangerous. As we mentioned before, that one of these results that a person who is falling into polytheism, Jannah is forbidden for him. And he is going to end to Jahannam settled in there. Who said so? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ This is one result only. There are so many results others. If you just study this case and listen to some of the verses we made before about the case of polytheism, then you will understand how dangerous it is. So in order to understand Tawheed, monotheism, we need to understand polytheism, the opposite of it. So we will be safe from falling into it. One of the cases tonight we are discussing the case of how to deal, or how did some people deal with the grace of Allah. The ayah mentioned in here, 
or the ayat which is mentioned in here, the story which is mentioned in here, one of the best stories you can read instead of reading Shakespeare's stories or the, uh, Victor Hugo and the other stories. Read the stories of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in His holy book. Read the stories of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You will be amazed. You will be actually sick when you see the Muslims. The the of Muslims are reading the stories of these Shakespeare and the others. And when you ask them about the stories that Allah mentioned in the holy book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you ask them about the stories that are mentioned in the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he doesn't know. Ask him about the players of such and such club, Al-Hilal, Al-Nasr, and these things. Ask him. He will give you the names. Not only the names of 11 players, but also the other spare ones. Ask him about the team. Sahaba who are given already a guarantee to go to Jannah and Mubashireen to Jannah. He may not give you correct names. What does that mean? It means that we are, Muslims now are really falling into the trap of this civilization. And in fact they are taking the, the, the bad side of it and leave the good side of it. Fantastic if Muslims really come to this civilization and take how to make computers, how to make airplanes, how to make good things. Fine. That's fantastic. We need it. But unfortunately, some Muslims, they are taking the other side of this civilization, which is the bad side. How to dance, how to sing, how to play football or cricket. That's it. Subhanallah al-Azim. Back to the case. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in His holy book, in Quran, so many stories. And He told us, one of these ayahs in this book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, لَقَدْ كَانَ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةً لِأُولِي الْأَبْصَرِ مَا كَانَ حَدِيثًا يُفْتَرَى Subhanallah, عِبْرَة These ayahs, what? Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us these stories? To have enjoy, to enjoy these stories? Why Muhammad wa ta'ala tells us these stories? To have fun? No. But to get the benefit of it. One of them will come to us tonight, inshallah, in this verse. Hopefully in the end of it. First of all, let's talk about the relation between this chapter and the book of Tawheed. Because each chapter, each chapter has some kind of relation, some connection with the book. This chapter is talking about adding the grace of Allah to someone else. Yani, a person receives the grace from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't say this is from Allah. He says this is because of my smart head. So he's not adding the grace of Allah, ni'mah of Allah to Allah, but he's adding this grace to himself or to somebody else. That is polarism, which is the opposite of monotheism. So that's the connection in here of case of Tawheed. The first ayah he mentioned in here is the sayer of Allah in Surah Fussilat, ayah number 50. He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَيَدَقْنَاهُ رَحْمَةً مِنَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ ضَرَّاءَ مَسَّتْهُ لَيَقُولَنَّ هَذَا لِي Yani when Allah Ta'ala gives ni'mah to a person, whoever he is this person, instead of saying that from Allah, thank Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, Alhamdulillah, Ashukrulillah, instead of saying this, no, 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 that's because I'm smart, I deserve it. I'm a, I'm a smart guy, I'm a smart businessman, I am a fantastic uh, company leader, I know how to deal with this business, I know how to gain things. From the same place, we have a, a say in Arabic. Is, say, uh, yani, the meaning of it is that 
I know how to eat the ch- shoulder. This is an Arabic, if you read it in Arabic, the first, of course. Yani they say this guy knows how to eat the shoulder, means that he knows where to eat the, 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 the best of the meat. يعرف من أين تؤكل الكتف. That's what he says in Arabic. So that's very smart guy now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the second I will discuss inshallah later on, he mentioned this, the story of Arun. I think it's said in English, Qurah. I was amazed with this name, Qurah. I was trying to remember, didn't I remember Qarun. So I prefer to use Qarun as mentioned in the, in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First I, as you said, not about Qarun, it's the case of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving a general judgment for people who really receive the grace of Allah and they say, that's, me, that's mine, I deserve it. That's a very dangerous case when a person really think of it. As we said, this ayah is not talking about one person, it's talking about general. Any person who receives the grace of Allah and he says, this is because of my smart head, that I deserve this from Allah, because I deserve it, then he is in the trouble of this, yani, he's not thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we will see later on, as we said, and we discussed before, that that's the case when people do not thank the grace of Allah. We discussed this, if you remember, when we discussed the purification, self-purification, long, long time ago, which is available already in the internet. However, we said that thanking Allah and His ni'mah have to have three pillars. In order to count a person as a thankful to Allah wa ta'ala, he has to have three pillars. First, the pillar is to believe that this grace is from Allah. Second pillar, to thank Allah by the tongue. Of course, after standing in the heart. The third pillar is to use it in the things that Allah told him to do. Take an example money, which is the most famous one. When a person receives some money, for any reason, inheriting, whatever it is, yeah, just subhanAllah, one day he receives some, some money, some amount of money, some good amount of money. What is he thinking that? This money came to him because he deserved it. No. Because he's smart. He knew how to play around to sell things which and he uh, nothing and he sells for a lot of money. He tricks people. MashaAllah, very smart. No, he's not smart actually. He did something that's going to hurt him later on. If he thinks that he gained the money now, but this will hurt him later on because this is a haram case. And money which is haram means nothing, in fact is worse than nothing. So, if he believes that's from Allah, this one case, then he thanks Allah for it by the tongue and by the heart of course. Then the third case is to use it the correct way. He receives the money, he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. Then he, of course he believes that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. Then he thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it. Then he gives the cut of that money. Then he uses it in the correct way. In halal thing, for himself, or his needs, for his family needs. If he have extra, he will give the poor also. Then he is really doing the correct thanking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Shukr. Shukr will be less and less as much as the person is less in the case of using the money correct way. But if it will be cover, minor cover, if he doesn't say, if he says by his tongue that's for his own, if he believes inside, that is from Allah. That's minor cover. But if he believes inside, that's, that's because of his smartness and that's, that's nothing to do with Allah wa ta'ala, that's major cover. And he's out of Islam totally. As you will see in the case of Qarun, which is mentioned in the next ayah. 
So Mujahid, one of the tabi'een and one of the best scholars of Ibn Abbas said, explaining this ayah, that this guy is saying that because of my smartness, because I was so smart and I got the money and I deserve it and so on. Ibn Abbas said, he said that this, this is from, for me, or that's because I deserve it. So Ibn Abbas and his student Mujahid, both of them explaining this ayah this way. That this ayah means the people, uh, or the person who is receiving the grace of Allah, he's saying, oh, I deserve it, it's because of my smartness. Then Allah has this in the, the author, rahimahullah, mentions the ayah which is about Qarun. And the story of Qarun, as you remember, Qarun actually is one of the cousins of Musa, alayhi salam. And that man, Allah subhanahu wa told us about how much wealth he used to have, that the keys of his money stores or rooms, the keys cannot be carried by one person. Not the money, the keys. The keys cannot be carried by one person. How about the money? How about the gold? That's another case. Did Karun in this case say, Alhamdulillah, this is because of Allah, he subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me? No. He said, إِنَّمَا أُوْتِيْتُهُ عَلَىٰ عِلْمٍ عِنْدِي Because I'm a smart hit. I'm a smart guy. I know how to get money from this way or this way. I know how to deal with business. I'm a fantastic businessman. So I gain this money. He didn't say that from Allah Taala. And you know what happened to him. فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ الْأَرْضِ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Not only him, but also his house sink in the ground. Allah made them both go to things in the ground. There's no more the house of Qarun or Qarun himself. Ma'as-salam. Done. Just because of this. Because he said clearly to people that, that I'm smart, I get this money not because of Allah, because of me. Na'udhu billah. Which is, as we said, could be major cover, could be minor cover. That is, this ayah also explained again by the people of Tafsir, like Qatada. Qatada also another student of Ibn Abbas, radiallahu anhuma. And he said, that's because I am smart, and he's explaining what, what Qarun was, was saying. Uh, I know how to deal with business, I know how to deal with money, uh, so on. And he said, that's okay, because I deserve it. Also, Mujahid said almost the same thing. The story of Qarun is used or mentioned in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and given to people the story in short. Of course, in some other books like the, the Torah or Injil, it's mentioned in there, but we cannot depend on them because they are, have been already changed. And also, every book before Quran is abrogated by the book of Allah Quran. So we cannot take what's mentioned in these books as guaranteed. Muhammad Hassan told us that if we talk about Bani Israel, whether they are Torah or Injil, we talk about them, but we don't take them correct or wrong. We take them like something, maybe, maybe not. But in Quran, that's it. So it's not for us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his holy book, Quran, he mentioned the story of Qarun in short. That he was walking in the streets with a lot of arrogance, a lot of pride, and he's talking to people so tough, so high, and he's saying that when you ask him, how did you gain this money, mashallah, so, because of my smart head. I'm so smart, how to, ah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala think of thank his, himself and his house all together on earth. Na'udhu billah, nobody can see them. 
Then the author, rahimahullah, mentioned a very long story which is mentioned in Al-Bukhari and Muslim also. That means, it's very clear hadith from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This hadith is talking about three people. Each one has a sickness or a disease. One of them had a disease in his skin, the other one in his hair, and the third one he was blind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to test them. Not because he doesn't know the results, but he wants them to see the results. Be careful. Some you say, why Allah will test people? Doesn't he know? Subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows. But he wants, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test it sometimes to show you the results. Not to see the results, no. Now we test our children or our students in the classes to, say their, to see their results. Because we didn't know. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the first. Allah tests us to show us the results. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent these people an angel. And he shaped him subhanahu wa ta'ala, shaped this angel into a regular human being. Not in the beginning of course. But he came to them and he did say, he said to the, the, the first one who was having a problem in the skin, that, yani, what do you want? What do you wish? He said, I wish that uh, this, skin, this skin will come back as a regular skin. People are making fun of me because of this, this skin. And I, I uh, yani, he said, okay. So he touched him by the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. His skin became very good. Okay. Then he said, what kind of money do you like? He said, camel. Some other rewire said, or cows. But let's stick to camels because this is the one. So he gave him one camel, lady camel or female camel, which is already pregnant. And then within some time, he had a complete valley of camels. MashaAllah. Because Barakah is there. The other one, now we'll jump to the other one because we'll come back. As, same the way of Hadith Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gave the story and it's a fantastic way. SubhanAllah, yani Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he gave this story, he gave a story that when you read it, you are and stuck to it. You are attracted by it. If you read some stories now, you feel sick of it. Yani sometimes you cannot complete it. You can't see this. Even if they are Victor Hozo or this other names you may hear, hear about these people who are writing these stories and Anna Karnina and so on. They are giving you a story, yes, but when you go deep, and sometimes you cannot even complete it. But listen to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now he gave, he gave you the first part of it. He did not complete. No, he jumped to another part to, to make you attracted, more attracted to the story. The other man who is having no hair. The angel came to him and said, What do you want? He said, Hair in my head. People are making fun of my head. No hair. So he touched him. Hair is coming back. What money do you like? He said, Cows. So he gave him one pregnant cow. And within some time, these cows become filling the whole valley. Yes. Then Muhammad again goes to the third one. And he keeps you waiting for the result of these two. Wait, he will come back to you. He told Allah also about the third one who was blind. And he told us that the angel came to this blind man and said, What do you want? And be careful. We have some slight difference in here with the blind man. The blind man did not ask 
a fantastic sight. Because the first previous two guys, they requested the best of it. No, that blind man said, I want just يعني, an eyesight enough to see. Enough to see. He did not ask for the best. Because he was before, was not so strong sight. His sight was not so strong. So he asked just enough to see. So he is a humble guy now. And that's the difference in here. So the angel touched his eyes and eyes are come back by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of course. Then asked him, what do you like of the animals? What kind of animals do you like? He said the sheep. Sheep, actually, subhanAllah, as Muhammad told us, that people of the, if, who, has, who are uh, raising sheep are more humble than people who are raising camels. Do you know why? I know. Because I'm living in this area, I know what the camels are, what are these sheep are. Camels are very tough. Have you seen camels? Have you seen them in their walk? How do they look? Do they put their head down? No. They are always up. Nose up. They are always nose up. And they are so tough. When you deal with them, you have to be so tough. And if they are doing this, that's also. Subhanallah. The person who are living with the camels, as Muhammad told us, are so tough people. And you, see, you can see some of them here in Saudi Arabia. They are tough, so tough to deal with. Because half is their life. This is their life, they are living with camels, they are living with deserts, they are tough, they have no time to... I beg your pardon, excuse me, they don't have these things. They directly say, come, go, half. Quick, they have no time to lose. So don't be amazed. Now, this man, the blind man, did not ask camels or cows. He asked sheep. Sheep usually... As we also told in the other hadith, people of the sheep are really humble people. Because sheep are down, they are, they are humble. When you drive the sheep, they go simply and easy and so on. Their heads are down, they don't make any trouble to you. Right. Then he gave them. And after some time, these sheep became, they filled the, fire, the valley. So much sheep. Right. The first part of the story finished. Now Muhammad is coming back and has to tell us the result of it. The angels sent again by Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, of course this is after some time when these camels and these cows and these sheep became a lot. But this time the angels came in different ways. When he went to the first guy who his skin was bad, no color, he came with the same sickness before or the same disease as that man. And as a poor man, and he came to him say, uh, and he came to him say, I need your help. You know, I have, a, you know, I see a disease. I'm a, I'm a poor man, and I ask you, by the one who gave you all of you have, and the good, good color you have, and the much of money you have, I'm asking you by him, Subhanahu wa Taala, to give me one camel, so I can continue my way because I lost my way and I lost my money. Now comes the result of the case. Come to the result, what happened when a person receives grace from Allah wa ta'ala, how is he going to deal with it? What did that man who was with the disease of the skin, what did he answer this man who was showing like he's having a disease of skin and he's poor while he's an angel? He said, no, 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 go. This money came to me because my inheritance, I have great fathers, the grandfathers who have a lot of money. Why you say I was poor before? No. Ah, so he did not say that this ni'mah grace is from Allah wa ta'ala. He said, no, this came from my fathers and grandfathers. We are a rich family. 
So, the angel said, if you were, if you are lying, may Allah return you back as you were before. Again, Muhammad did not tell us what happened to that man. Leave it. He went to the other one. To the man who was with no hair in his head. The angel came with the same sickness of that man before, no hair. And he came to say, same, he said, requested the same way. And he answered him the same way, so the angel gave him the same dua. Then, went to the first guy. And he told him the same way, you were, yani, I am a, a blind man, I have no money, I am so poor, I need help, give me one, one sheep. He said, yes, what you have said is true, I was poor, I was blind, Allah gave me all of this, take whatever you want. Ah, now there is a difference in here again. That blind man did not answer the same answer of these other two guys before, but he admitted the grace of Allah wa ta'ala. And he thanked Allah for it, and he said, yes, go ahead, take what you want. So that's the thanking of the ni'mah, to admit it from Allah, to say it by tongue, and to give. So that man is counted what? what? A thankful guy. Min al-shakirin. So the angel told him, keep your money. I don't need it. I'm just telling you that Allah sent me to tell you that you have done the best and your two friends Allah Ta'ala is really angry with them Allahu anka wa ala this story when you read it uh, I remember one of the um, good writers in Islam they have written this story to children it's a nice story if you give it to the children yani uh, this is another case, okay, I don't want to go out of this as an exit, but just to understand and get the benefit of it. When we read these stories, we get benefit of it as persons, but also we are supposed to reform them to our children. Keep our children yeah, attached to the life of Muhammad sallallahu attached to Allah wa ta'ala, attached to the, the true Islamic life. When you build your child with these stories, one by one, one by one, you will end up with a child who has already in his mind, in the, in the back mind, with a lot of good stories. Look at the other ones who are teaching their children the stories of the West. Love and hate, this love stories, this and they are sitting and watching these cartoons, bye-bye and so, watching these, huh? watching the films, films of what? Of love and hate. Or crimes. What did we end up with? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Just one small short story I will tell you, you will be amazed. In Riyadh in here, once there was a place, a market was stolen. Stolen during the, stolen during the night. Nobody break anything. The door is the door. The lock is the lock. Everything is okay. The money is locked. The money is stolen. So after Police came, try and try, try, until they got the guy. They found a child, a teenager, 16, 17 years old, who, the one who stole the money. So they captured him. They asked him, how did you do this? How did you get into the place and take the money and you did not break the door or nothing? He said, yeah, that's it. I saw a film. I saw a film who the criminal 
came during the time when the place is open and he changed the lock. He changed the lock with another lock. Of course, the new lock, he's having the keys with him. But he left it open. So when the person who was working in the market wanted to leave for sleeping that night, he closed the door and he locked it in the door. Because the same lock, there's no difference. But the key actually differs. So after he went, after the end of the night, this guy came, he opened the door, easily. The keys were in, three keys, not one. And he opened the, the, the lock, he opened the door, he gets in, he takes the money, closes again, go back to them. So from where he gets this idea? Fantastic, that's fantastic idea, who said so? Dirty idea, but he got this dirty idea from the film. Now, who wants to teach his children such bad things? Why we can easily teach our children these things which is really making them true Muslims. Teach them these things. This story. Tell them this story. Form it the way that you... They understand it. If they are so young, form it in a different way. If they are in the middle age, form, give them this story. Instead of hearing the stories of that and this, and this, the story lies, what do you need to find in the newspapers? The story lies that such and such guy, football player. MashaAllah, when he was born and he did this and he did this and he did that. Or the story lies of that actor. Kumar or Khumar and Shumar and so on. Putting these kind of people as the, mashallah, the, 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 the idle person. Our, our, our duty as fathers is not to just give birth to people, you know, give, give children, yalla, ma'asalala, make. We are supposed to have children, yes, and Muhammad told us to have children, yes, but we are supposed also with having children is to teach them. To show them the correct way, or the best way we can do. And the best way is to use, not to give direct advice. Especially with children. Use the way of stories. Stories is fantastic. Give them a story. You are, in this story you are telling them something, but you are not hitting between the lines. You are not telling him directly, do this, don't do that. But you are telling him that if a person does, does this, he will be this. If he does the other one, he will be the other one. But you're not telling him directly, you're just giving him the story. And that's what the enemies of Islam are doing. They're using the Hollywood and Bollywood and Shollywood and Hollywood to destroy Muslims through these films and these stories. I'm not talking about the others, I'm talking about us, we Arabs here, as, a, as an example. When I study, there was some, one of our brothers, he made fantastic research about the Arabian films especially made in Egypt. What are the major stories they are talking about? He made, he found out that the top of them, majority of these films are talking about love. Love to Allah? No, ya habibi. Loving the parents? No. Loving the wife? No. But the haram love. A man or a, a, young, a young guy or is loving his neighbor's daughter. Okay? Is he marrying her? No, they run away together. And they teach them how to run away. And they also criticize the system of the society. They don't want to criticize Islam directly. No, they cannot do this. But they criticize the system of the society, which is Islam, but they cannot say it directly. They say, why, Sheikh, this system of this people, these old people, yes, Sheikh, this is very bad. Why don't you live? young boy or a guy with, with, his, uh, with his colleague in the, the university, what are you talking about? These are clean people. You got, people are having a bad heart. You always give people bad, 
yeah, thinking you know, just because he, uh, the, the, guy, the guy, the boy and the girl are in the university together, they are bad. Yeah, Habibi, who said so? Not me, not you. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, and Muhammad told us, it's very clear that a man and a woman, when they are already in the age that they are not supposed to each, see each other, they are not supposed. No, no, no. They are supposed to see each other, not only a regular way, but also with nice clothes, tight jeans, shorts, and so on. Yes, subhanAllah, ya Then if you say anything, it's old people, these are people who do not understand this, this life, they are there. These are silly guys, they are from old ages, dark ages, Talbani ages. They don't want to say Islam is bad, they cannot say this. But they say this is Talbani. They want to return the, the whole people back to, to dark ages. Dark ages of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, dark ages? Is the deen of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam dark ages? Dark ages in Europe, yes. There were dark ages in, the, in Europe while Islam was very strong right. That's our, this, that was the dark ages, not us. The dark ages are for the Christians, for the Jew, for the Buddhists, but not for Muslims. Islam is always right. And we get to dark ages when we leave Islam. The far we are from Islam, the, the, the more we are getting into the dark ages. Do you think that what they have in the West as an example is the light ages? Light ages where people really kill each other for nothing? Zina is free? Not only this, but also a man, because he made a lot of zina, he doesn't want zina. Khalas, he wants to find something else. Homosexuality, or raping? question comes in here. Why would a person in the West rape? Why? If zina is free, yani even he doesn't have to go and buy zina. He doesn't have to pay. In the West, nobody needs to pay money for zina. He can find as much as he wants in the, in the nightclubs and the others. All he has to do is just go to the nightclub, have a dance, some drink and they'll take the girl to, to, uh, to the one night. Girl. Free. If this is available, why, why to have rape? Because this is the way Allah created a human being. Whenever he is having what he wants, he will look for something he doesn't have. They had zina khas free, then they will go ahead step to, to rape. They go another step to homosexuality, to go and so on. So this deen is very clear. All we need is that, to understand it and to teach our children how to understand this deed, but in, in a simple way. The child cannot understand if you give him directly, just give him story. This Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this fantastic book, is full of stories. Read them, summarize them for your child. This is the story of Musa alayhi salam. Mentioned 129 times in Qur'an. Read the story of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Summarize to your children, piece by piece. Every night, every other night, every time you sit down with them, just give them one story. Don't think that this story would change them and flip them up down, upside down. No. But this is, you are just putting more and more. Like you put one real on top of one real, after one thousand days, you have one thousand real. But you won't have one thousand real one day. Same thing for the child, you give every day or every other day or every week one story, after one thousand weeks, you will have a child who has one thousand stories, which is really going to affect his life. Our actions actually depend on our background, which is, we do not remember. What do you call it? The, 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 uh, the inside mind. I don't know if this is the correct translation, but in Arabic this is. Huh? 
subconscious. In our subconscious, there's a lot of stories and we are acting upon them, but we didn't know. Why when you touch, when you see the fire, does it touch it? Why? Because you remember that one day you touched the fire and it's so hot. So now, from your subconscious, thank you for this word, okay, you are acting just because you remember touching this fire will hurt you, so you're not doing it. Child now is remembering that doing this thing is wrong because Allah will punish him for that, so he's not doing it. Or Allah had a reward for this because of that story. Tell him a story about a nice guy who doesn't take money with the others, or he get, when he finds money, he gives it to the people. Ah. One story, two stories, three stories, stories, halas. The guy is in the subconscious, he knows what he's doing, and he's doing what correctly. That's the way we want. Not for, only for us, but also for our children. This takes us very long exit, but I think it's shall good and, you know, good and, and shall uh, beneficial. Say, this story is giving us the idea that whoever thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala admits the ni'mah or grace of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thank him Allah ta'ala for it by statement, by action is the one is going to be satisfied by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the other two who did not admit the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala got punishment also the case of Qarun the story of Qarun the same way that this man Allah gave him and gave him and gave him but he did not admit that this is from Allah and he said that's from his own mind, so Allah punished, punished him a very hard punishment. These stories, as we said, in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or in the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu is not for, just for fun. No, it is actually to get benefit of it, and we are supposed to get benefit of it, because Allah has spoken to us. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ عِبْرَةٍ لِؤُلَى الْبَابِ لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي قَصَصِهِمْ Every قصه, every story is really something we have to get benefit of. The story, why, why is the story of Nuh the story of Musa, the story of Isa is mentioned in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? To learn. To see how, when you are da'iyah, and we are, we are da'iyah, when you deal with people, you have to remember directly from your subconscious what happened to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he called people to Islam, to Tawheed, to monotheism, people hurt him. So what did he do? Then you will act upon it. He was so patient, because he was not getting angry for himself, he was getting angry for Allah only. So whenever he is insulted him, himself, he doesn't care. But when there is something insulted about Allah, he gets so angry. As our mother, our mother Aisha told us, that he never got angry for himself. He never gets revenge for himself, but he gets so angry when somebody really misacts with Allah or with his book, Quran. So, this chapter really given us the case of grace, and we have discussed this actually before, so I want you really to remember this case and try to hear uh, what we have said in the verse of self-purification about, this, about the case of thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the levels of thanking and the pillars of thanking. I hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward us all for what we have said and heard. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to hear from you. Exactly. Okay, for this is with you, inshallah.